Hi, I'm Adam Phillips, and I love comics. Sure, I love superhero comics, but I also love comics that are funny, or romantic, or educational, or even kind of filthy. Some have been around for decades, but I have a special place in my heart for the ones that came and went in the blink of an eye. We call them one-shots, and some of them you may have heard of, while others might make you ask, why? This is One-Shot Wonders. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of One Shot Wonders with Adam Phillips. We're back for the new year, and we've got something cool to start off with. It's a new sub-series I'm calling Spider-Man Knows Stuff. This series is going to focus on educational comics starring The Amazing Spider-Man, and there are a lot of them. I think it all started with The Electric Company, the children's television workshop series that ran in the early 1970s and was very popular and spider-man as you may or may not know was one of the cast of characters on that show along with people like rita moreno and morgan freeman spider-man had a series of sketches throughout the seasons that portrayed him fighting crime by use of reading skills and almost immediately Marvel Comics launched Spidey Super Stories, which was a terrific series, um, primarily written by Jim Salakrup and mostly drawn by Winslow Mortimer. It ran several years and was even collected into a book of the best of Spidey Super Stories from Simon & Schuster's Fireside Books imprint. Meanwhile, someone... Uh, clearly had the idea that Spider-Man was a good way to get kids' attention and teach them things. And we are going to start today with the earliest Spider-Man educational comic I've seen called The Amazing Spider-Man vs. The Prodigy. This comic came out in 1976, and it was sponsored by Planned Parenthood Publications. It is 16 pages plus covers. And it's half size, so it's basically a mini-comic. And it tells a quick story about kids and how they get pregnant, how they don't get pregnant, and things like that. Anyway, it the credits are to... Uh, the writer is Ann Robinson. And the artists are regular Spider-Man artist Ross Andrew with his regular inker Mike Esposito. And the story's called The Pull of the Prodigy. And it really starts off like a, a pretty standard Spider-Man story because he's on the side of a building in New York City and thinking about how hot it is and what things are going on in New York City at that time. But quickly he notices something strange. It's a helicopter. Oh, he's on top of the Pan Am building. Anyway, he sees a helicopter landing on top of the Pan Am building because, of course, there was helicopter landing pads there, I believe. And there's a guy who is directing a whole bunch of teenagers to get in the helicopter. Spider-Man cannot resist. He has to find out what's going on or where these kids are going because, according to him, they should be home listening to their new Henry Gross albums. For those who don't remember, Henry Gross was the musician behind the one-shot wonder record, Shannon. Spidey grabs hold of the helicopter and flies off with it to Westchester where there's a big mansion 
and um, some guards outside who are talking about how great a job the boss is doing hypnotizing those kids and robotizing them and recruiting them to his cause. Think of it, one says. He's got thousands of kids so brainwashed they aren't capable of doing anything but carrying out his plan. It's that voice of his. When he gets that special vibration in his voice, it's like the kids are drawn to him by the very power of his words. A lot of this is, reads like very typical Marvel dialogue at the time. There are places where they use phrases like faithful ones and true believers and things like that that make me think that, you know, Anne Robinson had a bunch of help in writing this story. But then there's something like this, this little speech from the guard that has in the word balloon uh, a parenthetical aside, see note, page four, editor. That is not the mark of a really seasoned comic book writer to my mind. Anyway, we find out that this boss is an, a green alien who is in the process, when we see him first, he's in the process of putting on his human disguise, even though it makes him nauseous to wear it. And uh, it's just basically a skin mask like you would wear if you were on Mission, Mission Impossible or something. For some reason, he's looking in the mirror and seeing himself as he puts on the mask. And there's a little sign in the mirror that says, Galactic Glory. The prodigy is ready to go. And he's going to address these young people who he's lured to his mansion. And he says, how I love the way I get them to swallow all the sludge I hand out. Imagine, they really think you can't get pregnant before you're 15 or the first time you have sex. Or only if you do it once in a while. And in a, a, a caption it says, Marvelites, check out whether you've heard any of this pernicious pap being peddled. The idea here is that the prodigy wants kids to feel like they can have as much sex as they want to and not worry about getting pregnant. And then when they get pregnant and give up the babies, the prodigy will swoop in and take the babies off to his planet, Intellectia, where they will be grown up into child labor. So we superior ones, he says, can put our brain power to, to work conquering other planets. Meanwhile, though, he's got to uh, convince these kids of the things he's trying to tell them. The helicopter is about to take off, and Spider-Man is deciding, will he see what's going on and who's taking these kids away, or will he go home and catch the start of tonight's episode of The Waltons? And, of course, he decides to go along with the helicopter. If he sat home and watched The Waltons, it would be not a very interesting story. Spidey arrives at the Westchester mansion and watches as the kids go inside, and they're in a sort of a classroom setup where the prodigy is basically lecturing a room full of kids into doing what he thinks they should do, which is, you know, go and fool around and don't worry about getting pregnant. As he says, how can it harm you? All that jazz about responsibility and waiting till you're older, that's just to keep you from having a good time. And meanwhile, a couple of kids in the classroom stand up and say, uh, that's not what we've heard, and we don't really want to have babies and get pregnant and things. And isn't it relatively easy to not get pregnant? But the prodigy tells them, no, there's no point to that. Why bother with all that hassle? Pregnancy's good for you. Which Spider-Man says to himself and the reader, I guess, I'm no Marcus Welby, but there's got to be some way these kids can get the right info. And sure enough, there is. We'll come back to that in a moment. Anyway, he decides that the prodigy is 
trying to uh, trap these kids into dead-end jobs and changing diapers and going nowhere and having no fun because they don't have time or money to go out and, you know, meet their friends and get a hamburger and things. He's a creep. So the prodigy uh, continues his lecture and Spidey says that he's got to stop him. But then he's spotted by the guards. So there's, here's your action sequence where the guards are trying to chase down Spider-Man and he poses like a gargoyle on the side of the mansion but of course no that doesn't stop anybody they see him immediately because he's wearing a red and blue costume and he's not made of stone but spider-man webs up several of the guards together so he can get away and meanwhile the prodigy has moved on to the next phase of his plan which is going into a tv studio where he's going to broadcast to uh, a bigger audience and convince them of his plan for everyone to get pregnant and have babies but spider-man breaks in fights the prodigy pulls off his mask on live tv so that people can see that he's not even a human being he's some kind of an alien with green skin and the prodigy is trying to stop spider-man and he's trying to unleash the strange voice that he has that makes people listen to him but spider-man spins his web into his mouth so the guy's choking and he can't talk. And that's pretty much the whole story, except for the fact that what I also really think is interesting here is that the inside covers and the back cover all have ways that you can send away a little bit of money and get some information on sex education and stuff. For example, the Big Three Info Hack, which includes the sex alphabet, love and sex in plain language, and understanding sex, all available for 95 cents each or all three for a dollar from Planned Parenthood publications. And then there's a thing in the inside back that's called What the Facts Are About Pregnancy, About Thoughts, About Homosexuality, About Venereal Disease, About Feelings, About Careers. And then um, continuing the What the Facts Are section, there's the And Where to Get Them page. Maybe it's not easy to get straight answers without a hassle about things you've got on your mind. Things like changes during teen years, dating, what love is, how VD or pregnancy happens, what masturbation or homosexuality mean. And when you don't know about such things, just asking can be hard enough. Sometimes when questions seem to upset people, it's because they've jumped to conclusions about what you know or what you're asking. But remember, but remember, though getting a conversation going can seem hard, it's impossible unless you start it. So go ahead and ask. Ask your parents or teachers. Your church or club may have youth groups, or check the white pages for your nearest Planned Parenthood center. You might also try calling a hotline. And then they also mentioned the Boys Clubs of America, Family Planning Clinics, Girls Clubs of America, and Public Health Clinics, all as places you can get more information. And there's a place on the back cover where you can write for a pamphlet called What Teens Want to Know But Don't Know How to Ask. So, like I said, this came out in 1976. I assume it went to a lot of places, mostly probably inner-city schools, because Spidey is kind of an inner-city character. I've looked online. There isn't a lot of information out there about how this one was distributed, but it definitely made the rounds. And as for who was the uh, editor on it, aside from there's a line at the beginning that says, this comic book was produced by Marvel Comics Group in, in conjunction with Planned Parenthood Federation of America, Inc., and then under that, it has a copyright line. But we don't really know who worked on it. 
besides uh, the writer Anne Robinson. I kind of assume it's someone like Tony Isabella or Len Wein or somebody brushed up the, the dialogue a bit to make it sound more Spidey-like. Anyway, it's a kooky little comic, and it's just the first of, I've got like eight or ten Spider-Man ones to talk about in the next few weeks. So we will be back soon with one of those episodes. Until then, avoid the prodigy, kids. Thanks for listening to One Shot Wonders. I'll be back next week with another One Shot comic. Meanwhile, hit the subscribe button, leave me a review, tell your friends, and go buy some comics.